Welcome to the Place of Dance, Day 21. The title for this day is Textures, Fabrics, and Costumes. And some of you might already be thinking, oh goodness, this seems very exclusive. They're talking about costumes here for doing a dance performance on the stage. And yet I would invite us to think in a broader sense about this section of the text. Because really, when we think about it, just like we can interchange the terms dancer and mover, we can interchange the terms costume and our clothing, what we decide each and every day on any given moment to dress ourselves in and why. It's really different, isn't it? Think about that for a moment. When you get up in the morning, how is it that you decide what you are going to wear? How casual or formal? How many layers? How many accessories? What determines that for you? Everybody goes through that process. So as we read this section, try to think about it with me through that lens. For not only for yourself and your own narrative, but certainly also for those you are working with, either students in a class or clients in a one-on-one or group session. Think about what their perceptions of clothing or their costumes are and why. All right. So with that in mind, let's read a bit from this text. Costumes, chorus we're going to also say clothing or our coverings in life are experienced as part of the body for the viewer and for the dancer or the mover. The brain maps the moving body space immediately around the body and the fabric all is one. Thus the texture, weight, volume, shape, flow, color, pattern, and detail of costumes or clothing all become part of the dance, the movement of life. Viewers read a dance in the first 10 seconds or so of watching, looking for clues that clarify. Certainly when we people watch, we do the same thing we look for clues that clarify. One role of a costume or our clothing is to engage the actual and the imaginistic. For example, some clothing inspires freedom of movement. Think of twirling skirts, sporty pants, even the exposed skin of a swimsuit. Some fabrics create an expectation of intimacy. Some shapes detail a historical period. The watcher sees what's happening in the moment and also interprets through his or her own history, their own memory, their own emotional palette. So we decide what to wear depending upon all those different factors and people who are taking us in and watching us in then interpret with lots of different factors in mind. Mirror neurons, we talked about those in one of our previous days, 
These are neurons in the brain that are key players in empathy, projecting or mirroring what it feels like to inhabit someone else's skin, cloth, and movement. So now we're continuing to think here of clothing as costume. Because you wear clothes, you project yourself inside a costume. What it feels like to reveal bare skin in underwear, the flow of a full satin gown, or the formality of suit, tie, and shiny shoes. You know kinesthetically whether a costume, or we can say again our clothes, is restricting or freeing, suggestive or irritating, revealing or disguising, historical or contemporary, safe or sexy. As in all perceptual assessment, survival responses are central. Is this situation threatening, edgy, interesting, or sleep-inducing? Your alertness is impacted as the wearer of the clothes and as the viewer of the clothes or costumes of others. Good costumes or clothes create the opportunity to experience yourself and your body in a new way. You see clothes and movements you might never inhabit. Think of the queen's royal robes weighing down on your shoulders, a tutu plumping out your hips as you lean forward, a slip of a gown or a trim of a trouser that would never make it in public. You see, this is refreshing to the brain, opening up possibilities. Gender-bending shifts expand that horizon even more. The woman in a shirt and tie, the man in a skirt. Since costumes and clothes are a reflection of the times, political issues of our era, people's concerns... Because of that, cultural and social expectations are revealed. Sometimes just a reference to an image or cultural icon is enough. A belt, a boot, a bus line. They all bring back images of Elvis, Michael Jackson, even Marilyn Monroe. Dancers have their own opinions about what they look good in and what they are willing to wear. Of course, again, here we could say all of us have those opinions, don't we? It's helpful to check in with our feelings so that they are involved with the process. Also remember that what we wear will affect movement. You have to have time to explore all of these possibilities. Costumes, you see, can have a way to support and partner and contrast and challenge the dance of life. And if you feel comfortable and confident in your clothing and your costume, it affects you differently than if you feel irritated or awkward in your clothing or costume. There's a sidebar here called Patterns in Movement that is interesting. 
saying that costumes have life of their own. A good costume, good clothing, right, moves when you dance and when you move, becomes your partner. You can't tell by looking at something on the hanger. Body shape, skin color, energy, and choreographic movement demands, well, they change everything. The author speaks about this when traveling with a studio for a dance festival. They were allowed to try on certain skirts, and then they experienced the magic of weighted hems in the skirts. She says, once we started twirling, we realized that the skirt delayed behind the movement, creating a very lovely spiral effect. She still remembers the sensation of the costume informing her body about the physics of movement. So think about that. Again, going back to that question, how is it that you decide what to wear for each day? How does your clothing of life, your costume, affect you? Recall, maybe if you will, those days when you put on your absolute favorite sweater or pair of yoga pants or tie or you name it. How do you feel when you're wearing that favorite piece of clothing, that favorite costume piece? Well, if you're like me, you just have a different energy. You, you, you stand up taller. You feel more full of life. You want to actually move more uh, in a different way versus those times, and I'm sure you've had them, where for whatever reason, you put on something that you are simply not comfortable in. Maybe it's some formal wear for a business meeting or a fancy dinner, and it is just not you. Or perhaps it is something you're squeezing into because you feel like you have to or want to wear it, but it is not comfortable to wear at all. This is really why this day, I think, has such importance to us. Because as people, what we wear has an effect on us and potentially others. Are we dressing to expose or are we dressing to disguise? Are we dressing simply for physical comfort like so many of us are doing working from home now? Or are we dressing to impress someone else even at the cost of our own confidence and comfort? So many things to consider here. The author goes on in this section to consider other elements, and these are primarily when you are putting together a performance or a work of dance or movement that involves these elements of costume and texture and fabric. Just listing them here, of course, color, fabric, breathability and washability, layers, closures, details, making your own costumes versus shopping for them, 
thinking about costumes and fashion going hand in hand, beginning to wear them early on in the rehearsal process, and ultimately who makes the final decision about what is going to be worn or not. All interesting things to consider, especially if you are taking your movement or your dance into that performance arena. But now let's come to those active sections of each day. First, to do, which is titled Costume Day, alone or in group, taking about one hour. It states costumes and textures stimulate the body through light touch, pressure, weight, and temperature. The body maps what you wear as part of the body through these sensations, affecting self-image as well as the qualities inherent in specific movements. Did you notice that? Affecting self-image, just like we were talking about earlier. Why are we wearing what we're wearing? How does it affect our self-image? Well, for this exercise, it asks you to bring a pile of costumes, fabrics, and textures to the studio. So again, modify, modify this. <clears throat> this could be as simple as bringing some scarves, some hats, maybe some shawls, or even various beads or jewelry to the space that you're working in, whether it's a yoga space, um, an office space with a client, an open air space outside. Then designate one hour with music and dancing, changing these costume or clothing pieces as you move. Improvise or explore with set choreography then, but keep moving, changing the look and the feel of those movements by working in different clothing. Don't stop to talk, comment, or even look in a mirror. See and feel as you explore. If working in a group, add parts of costumes trading with other dancers. And finally, at the end, share your observations with others by writing in your dance journal. I can definitely envision doing this in a group or a class setting. <clears throat> I actually have done it. And it's very interesting to see who picks up what pieces and what they actually do with them and how their movement and their interpretation of the music is either inhibited or expanded by the use of that particular costume or clothing piece. It's fascinating to watch and fascinating to experience yourself. The next section to dance is called opposite voice costumes, taking approximately 30 minutes. It says to dance your dance in something you would never, ever wear. I think I would find that challenging right from the get-go. If you can't imagine what this would be, they say ask a friend. Work long enough to investigate all the possibilities. Let yourself rise to the challenge of a new and uncomfortable look. Allow the costume to have its own life. Take it on and off. Swing with it in space, drape it over your head. And when done, 
put that clothing or costume piece away with care. It has been your partner in this dance process. Another exercise allowing us to get new, fresh, and different perspective here. The final practice is to do and write called laying out possibilities, taking about one to two hours. It states visualize your cast, or I would say your class or your group or your one person that you're working with. Lay out real possibilities for costumes or clothing pieces on the floor. Mix and match parts to assemble combinations of color, textures, and shapes. Kind of like paper dolls trying different looks. Imagine your body, if solo, or your dancer's bodies wearing them, considering both comfort and edge of growth. Explore the costumes in rehearsals. Considering possibilities saves time. When you or they put on the costumes or clothing pieces, things may change. Look at these costumes and parts under theatrical lighting. Or, of course, we could say just the lighting of the space that you're in. Because we know that natural outdoor lighting is going to reflect and look differently than office lighting or soft lighting of a studio, etc. Notice what works with various lighting. Colors change with light. Finally, show your dance or costume to a lighting designer. Again, here we could say to another person, uh, somebody that you would like to get some feedback from. Stay open to new interpretations and suggestions. I would love to end by reading this last sidebar called Quick Change because I definitely can relate to this in my own life. It says, in my office, Jennifer Nugent is chopping the legs off pants with a pair of scissors. She is performing that afternoon and revising the look of her costume. I watch as she adds an unusual slice to the t-shirt sleeve. What was ordinary is now unique. It works. I have been doing this with pieces of my own clothing for years, cutting off collars and sleeves, making slits and slices and adjustments so that they are now unique and working for me. Be open to all of the possibilities. And the next time you get dressed, think about it. Why am I putting on what I'm putting on today? What effect will this have on me today? Maybe you'll make a slice or two in your own clothing. Enjoy.